Hi. It's Adele and Zoe. And welcome. Hang, hang on, hang on. It's not fair. You're getting all the good words. Let's, let's switch this around. Okay, all right, whatever. Hi. Everybody. It's Adele and Zoe. And this is Friends from, from A, A to Z. Z. Joey, Phoebe, Chandler, Monica, Ross, Rachel, to us that are phenomena. Here is our confession. Friends and obsession that never passed. So we made a podcast. I'm Adele. I'm Zoe. And this is Friends from A to Z. Hi, everyone, and thanks so much for listening to our podcast, Friends from A to Z. Zoe, it's pretty clear so far that we love friends. We do. And we've made a podcast. We have. But what else can people expect? Well, we hope you are going to enjoy hearing us chat about each episode. We're going to dig into the detail. We're going to relive some of our funniest moments Mm -hmm. and throw in some trivia along the way. So one episode per podcast, starting with the pilot and all the way through to the very last one. Got it. And why are we doing this now? Because we have been such big fans for almost 25 years. We have. Uh, But it's interesting to watch something we know so well through new eyes. Uh, So we're going to pick out the things that strike us as unusual, some inappropriate things now, or some things that are just plain weird in 2018. Sounds good to me. And we really hope that you guys who are listening will join us for each episode. So please hit subscribe wherever you choose to listen. And you can join in on Twitter. So tweet us at friends from A to Z. And we'd really love to hear what you think. Shall we get started? Let's. Before we start digging into all our thoughts on that episode, it's time for the epidemic, as we uh, always start these podcasts. So this is uh, Adele's limerick summary of the episode. Right, you ready? I am so ready. Okay, get yourself prepared. Okay. Wait, wait. Oh. I'm prepared. (laughs) (laughs) While Monica's not such a big fan, the others think Alan's the man. Meanwhile, Chandler gets over his cigarettes with the help of a thumb in a can. Oh, that's good. That is very good. You like that? I really like that. The gets and cigarettes. That's a, that's a strong rhyme. You don't want to know how long I played around with the word soda. I don't, I don't know how you're going to know. <laughs> you s- I did have Yoda in there at one point. I couldn't <laughs> can we make, make it work. Into a Star Wars theme. And in the end, I went for the British terminology of can. Got it. Because uh, Americans would just say soda. Yeah, they? yeah, yeah. We don't, say, we don't say soda. Well, that's very good. And that explains the episode very clearly because we do have... Uh, Monica and Alan going on here, and mm-hmm. then uh, yeah, uh, Chandler and, his, and cigarettes. his cigarettes. So let's dive into it then. This is the one with the thumb. Before we dig down then into our thoughts on the episode, uh, let's get the recap from IMDb. So that's pretty brief. This is the recap of the one with the thumb. Monica becomes irritated when everyone likes her new boyfriend more than she does. Chandler resumes his smoking habit. Phoebe is given $7,000 when she finds a thumb in a can of soda. It's pretty pretty comprehensive. That's a good one. Last time we looked at the Netflix one as well, didn't we? We did. Shall we do that this time too? Netflix is saying a soda company gives Phoebe $7,000 after she finds a dismembered thumb in a can of soda. Do you think, I mean, it, it's not enticing, is it? What is, I, I love Netflix so much. Um, really is uh, sort of a life-enhancing uh, uh, <laughs> brand for me. But why, why, why 
if they put such a spoiler alert? Because the thing is, with IMDb, you'd have to go and look that up and it does tell you a lot. But here, you're about to watch the Boomin episode and it gives you, that's a spoiler alert. It gives you the end of the episode. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not, you know, the the word dismembered. Not, that's not right, is it? It's, it's not, not screaming right. comedy. No, to me. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the pricey. What do people think in quantitative data? Yeah, we love a bit of quant data. Now we're starting to get a bit of a theme here with Ranker.com's top 100 episodes. Right, but okay. you know, it's it's where we are. It's, yeah. it's not in there, Zoe. It's no, not. No surprise. It's not in there, Zoe. It's not featuring. No. In the, yeah, okay. That'll be the catchphrase of this podcast. <laughs> it's not in there, Zoe. When it comes to the data from IMDb, yeah. we have got a middling episode here. It scores 8.3 out of 10. It's bang in the middle, pretty much, of the season table. And it ranks in exactly the same score, same place, as th- four other episodes. The one with the butt... The one where Underdog gets away, the one with the dozen lasagnas, and the one with two parts, part one. Okay. So it's really, you're talking middle of the road, pretty mediocre. So in the whole entire show of Friends as a whole, it's not in the top 100. And in season one, the people people say it's just middle middle of the road. Okay. What do you reckon? Um, I would... I would agree mostly with that, although I do think, I do think like early episodes and this one again, it's got some really funny lines in it, mm-hmm. which actually elevate the episode um, a little bit. What was your favourite bit? Would you say of this episode? Oh, favourite bit. I mean, I think I'm skipping ahead to some of the favourites that we like to talk about towards the end, but yeah. I just think Chandler's absolutely bloody brilliant in oh, this episode. So do I. I mean, it, it's a Phoebe Chandler. Yeah. They finally, after two episodes of just having a funny nothing. quip, yeah. you start to really see much more about them yeah. as a person. Yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true. And I think Chandler's just flawless the whole way through. Yeah. I absolutely just think he's brilliant. I'm starting to feel a bit sorry for Joey because he's still done nothing. We're three episodes in. Monica, Rachel and Ross have had so much to do. Hmm. Now here come Chandler and Phoebe and Joey still uh, is on nothing. That's true. And I'm actually thinking through the whole 10 years and I'm thinking Joey doesn't get that many episodes where he's the centre of the thing, does he? But we no. know he's got a couple coming up in the first season, hasn't yeah, he, yeah, where yeah. he's quite important. Dad comes on soon. Yeah, so Chandler, I think, is just absolutely fantastic in this episode. And I like that... Not only do we see a bit more of his character, but we see that he's a very flawed character. So he says himself he's weak. That's why he's gone back to smoking because he doesn't have the sort of strength to not do that. But I think you see his... He's actually the sort of dark horse of the group, isn't he? Yeah. You get that lovely maestro moment where he sort of orchestrates the argument. Oh, which, oh I know. My God, it's naughty. So good. Naughty, naughty, naughty. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, Phoebe getting her hair out of her mouth is... <laughs> A great moment. Yeah, she just spits it out. And then Rachel has that great line which says, well, the hair comes out and the, the gloves, gloves come off. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very funny. Yeah, that is an awesome thing. And I, and I love that he he just drops a little stink bomb in the middle and watches it go off. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I find that very funny. What, so you're, you're a fan of Chandler in this one as well? Yeah, I really think Chandler is so good here. His mannerisms are so funny. And he he's just very iconic in the way that he delivers things. I know I've said this before, but he's somebody else would just deliver that line cold, but what he does is he actually delivers it, just puts a different spin on it, just changes the emphasis of the words and it's blooming hilarious. Yeah. So I think Chandler has really uh, stepped up here. He's uh, very, very good. We also see him at work. 
yes, for the first time. First time at work. What do you think his cubicle says to us about Chandler as a person? Well, I <laughs> the cubicle is a um, a very boring setting. This is not someone uh, who is uh, particularly high flying in his career. He's in this little cubicle. And then, of course, we know as time goes on, you know, this is this is a far cry from him leading meetings and boardrooms in Oklahoma. Yeah. Did you see what's role. in the cubicle, though? He's got a dartboard, a rubber chicken. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't see his Yeah. Do you know, I think I'm so distracted by how crazy that computer looks. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, why is there so much depth on that computer? And the green, the green font and the depth of the computer. He's got a dartboard and a rubber chicken in He's there. He's got all oh, sorts of novelty things, which oh, says to me... Oh, that is very... That's just great thought that goes into this. He... This is a man yeah. who does very little work. Yeah. When he's at work. Like he says in the, is it the first episode? If I don't input those numbers. Yes. Doesn't really matter. Really make a difference. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, they tell us a lot from his working environment that yeah. this is just a, well, it yeah. is a data processing job, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's yeah. just inputting it's a stuff. <laughs> it's not even a word, I don't <laughs> think. It's not even a word. <laughs> yeah, so Chandler is super good in this episode. I think for Phoebe as well, yeah. moving on to her, who's obviously yeah. the other main yeah. story for this. One thing I love about this episode is it, highlight something about Phoebe that is true for the whole 10 years which is her very strong moral compass her value system yeah is a key defining characteristic of her yeah and what I mean I one of the things I just adore and it's so tiny and I would love to know when they came up with this because you mentioned Chandler using words in particular ways mm-hmm. with particular mm-hmm. emphasis to mm-hmm. make non-funny mm-hmm. words funny mm-hmm. I think Phoebe does a brilliant job of this mm-hmm. when she says I was reading my monthly you know statement oh yeah easy yeah like from that you get this sense of her being anti-authority anti-corporate you know all of that stuff in that one statement Statement. word i just think that's so good but you see that she's unshakable in terms of morality and she's incredibly altruistic as a person and then you see that all the way through she gets a thousand thousand dollars not her so she gives that away to lizzie the homeless woman who calls her weird Weird girl girl. (laughs) Uh, and then she gets seven thousand dollars and still she doesn't care she gives that away to chana right at the end uh to stop him smoking ever again which we know actually doesn't happen. Do well, you think later on in the series, he should give that money well, back. Well, Zoe, you have hit on something that I wanted to highlight. Okay. Point number one: he does smoke again like, yes. on a number of occasions. Number of occasions later yeah. in the series, hilarity ensues those times as well. Obviously, like when he gets, uh, hypnotized with the hypnotape. Oh, funny. can't wait for that yeah. one. Talk about that one. And also, uh, Mrs. Smokes a lot, lady that he blames on smelling of smoke. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, oh, yeah. anyway point anyway, being, sorry, yeah. Technically, he owes Phoebe seven thousand dollars. Yes, second, with interest. Yeah. With yes, second thing. Mm. You remember when? Uh, and if you don't know this, a listener, Monica and Chandler. I'm going to spoil it for you. Actually, get married mm. when they're talking about the wedding fund, mm. and he says he's got all these savings. Mm-hmm. Seven grand of that's Phoebe's. She partially funds Monica and Chandler's oh. wedding. What, how do you know seven grand of that is Phoebe's? Because well, she gave him seven thousand oh, dollars, and he doesn't that's, spend. He doesn't come back. That's as a presuming big... he hasn't spent it on anything over the years. What could he have spent it on over Those the years? Oh. Joey, <laughs> <laughs> feeding <laughs> Joey. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, you're right. I think if I'd been Phoebe, I probably would have mentioned at some point that yeah, yeah, yeah. he's, hey. he's yeah. reneged on yeah, the yeah, yeah, on yeah. the deal. He's, he's yeah. smoking again. Oh, can I say one other Phoebe thing before we move on? Yeah. The bloody deja vu joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's 
that's a good one. Oh, it's that, so it, good. It's well delivered. It's well delivered. Oh, I love it. So this is where would you like to outline the joke rather than just saying deja vu and laughing? Is okay. there a little bit more to you can, it? Than you can that? explain it. <laughs> so she says, and then I'll explain it again, so she, and it'll be funny. Oh, <laughs> boom! Uh, so she says, um, uh I'm oh, getting a weird set. Uh, Monica says, no, Monica says, we need to talk. Oh, God, you bloody do it. Go on then. No. <laughs> no, I can't do it. <laughs> Monica says, we need to talk. And Phoebe goes, wait, wait, I'm getting a deja vu. Yeah. And then she goes, oh, no, no, it's nothing. <laughs> Monica says, we need to talk. Phoebe goes, Oh, it's so Very simple, but and so And Lisa funny. Kudrow here then, as you, yeah, you were just saying with Chandler, you know, Chandler changes the emphasis of the joke. Lisa Kudrow is doing this and she is bloody hilarious. Oh my God, Phoebe, so good. You know, I was saying about how Chandlerisms are iconic, actually Phoebeisms are iconic yeah. um, as well. Yeah. And she's the one that actually won the Emmy for Friends. Like none of them did. Jennifer Aniston won one at the end. They did not win. Any, they were always nominated, those six of them. And she's the only one uh, that ever uh, won an Emmy. And I think that's because her comedy timing is really... Here's the first sense, I think, of it shining through in a, in a very clever, funny way. Do you also think that could be connected to the fact, and I caveat this by saying I do not know any of the six friends personally. No. But it seems to me that Phoebe... Because you'd be unlikely to be sitting here making podcasts <laughs> with me about them. Very true. If you did. Very true. <laughs> Do you think it could be partly that Phoebe feels like she's furthest away from Lisa Kudrow as a person? Because I feel like all of the others are sort of based loosely mm. or they're, they're closer to, let's mm. say, the na- not the exact personality, but they're not mm. as much of a stretch, are they? Whereas I feel like Lisa Kudrow doesn't seem like a phoebe type person at all yeah, do you think it was more of a true. performance and that's why she was winning more awards i don't know i could be completely i wrong. think that is true that she was able to channel something that was very different to her i think she's probably the one that went into it with the most comedic background so she studied at second city in the chicago the very famous improv group yeah so she had done a lot more improv and a lot more um comedy basis yeah. training than the others and she often has to play with very left field lines yeah, yeah. and make them yeah. fit in somehow which and, she does incredibly well and she's got a, a lyric on it so um she's like if i bought some sh- shoes or something she says with, with the money and actually she said i walked down <laughs> i walked down the road and all i hear is not mine not mine not mine and if if I was happy and I was skipping, I'd hear, not that mine, not that mine, not that mine. And it's very, she does it yeah. a thousand times better than I just did it. She's just, yeah, very, very clever. And she would totally, Phoebe would really chew her hair. Oh, that's gross, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. horrible. I've, you've got like a hair in your food. It's like the worst feeling oh, in the world. Oh, I know, it's like, disgusting. It all in your mouth. I love that bit though, where the, the, the way, it's a, there's a few times like that, aren't there, where you get these lovely little, um, I don't know what you would call it, but it's almost like a syncopated, little routine with the whole group yes where yeah, they have they these just start feeding off each other yeah. yeah and i love that bit where he's like hey, you know does everyone hate the crack in the knuckles or is it as like as annoying when phoebe and no one's yeah, even mentioned phoebe chewing yeah, her hair but yeah. you bring that in yeah. and then the oh you do do you <laughs> and it gives Indeed, there isn't and it gives a sense it again just starts to form this these people know each other really well and, and it, that there's a history there and that there's things and that friendships aren't just polite you exactly. know, niceness. It's actually depth of, oh my God, you do this annoying stuff, but we're all going to talk about it to each other's faces. It it's mirrors real life in that honest way. Relationship. Well, yeah. it mirrors real life of an honest friendship. Like a real deep a close one. close friendship. Yeah, a close friendship, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. 
Um, I think there are some interesting... So there's more sex talk in this episode. So episode one, we had Monica sleep with a guy on the first date, which yeah. is a bit controversial. Episode two, we had the metaphorical conversation around Pink Floyd and the comedian and what do you do about that. Here we have... We open again with more dating philosophy at the beginning. This shock to Rachel's system that someone's saying we should do this again mm. sometime is actually code for something else. But we also have the little, um, I'm holding up oh. my thumb and forefinger mm. to Zoe, which again is, I think for no- 1994 is pretty, mm. it's pretty, they never so say what the they're talking about. Of the, between the thumb and the, maybe that's what the one with the thumb is all about. It's actually not about the soda can. <laughs> It's actually the one with the thumb, brackets, and and forefinger. And then they do that lovely thing where they bring it back. Rachel says it about Alan, doesn't she? Yeah. She goes, and did you notice? Did you notice? Like, this is another reason we like Alan. I love those, like, early setups. And then it comes back That's later. And they're very good at yeah. They're so, so good so at that. So the seed of I think there are three here. I think there's uh, there's that one. There's the Phoebe chewing her hair because she does it again later when she's really stressed oh, out. Oh, I see that it comes back to it. Yeah. And there's Chi Chi, the dog. Oh, went to a farm in the sky. Michael's like, Ross. Do you buy this though? Because one of Ross's sort of pillars of his character is that he's the clever one mm. do you buy that he would have yeah do you because right he's with it. quite right soft because he's soft yeah and they thought oh we don't want to hurt his feelings his it is great that i love the way he's like oh that's yeah. funny because yeah, our dog really did go to happen and that monica is the mature one mm. there and she's like she's, mm. she's figured it out mm. and he hasn't mm. joey funnily enough not stupid in that interaction he's like yeah, yeah. come on you know jo- joey hasn't figured out his character yet no he's not quite there yet he's not quite there so um uh monica then she's got a bit of a storyline in this where she has met this guy alan and um they are uh well the the kind of joke here is that they absolutely love alan and then she doesn't really feel it she doesn't really feel the thing with Alan. what i really love about that as well is we don't actually see alan that much alan is known to us only through his impact on everybody Mm. else yeah so we build this picture of this guy. Yeah, that's true. You but no one, they use words like, they don't ever actually describe him. They say, what I love is the way he makes me feel about myself. Oh. It's his Alan-ness. Like, Alan-ness, you don't ever yeah. know why this guy is yeah. so good. But then, but then, well, there's a couple of things you do. There's, there's a, a couple of things where um, when he comes in, so it's, you know, they're saying, Steve was sexy and they're taking the piss out oh, of her yes. old boyfriend yeah. and how he had this lisp. And then when Alan comes in, he goes, she kind of looks at him and he goes, it's so nice to meet you. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Alan's a great guy. Isn't that funny? That's, yes, a, that's, a, that's, that's a funny, true. that's a funny piece of evidence for Alan. Yeah. And then the way that Ross describes him in the baseball game uh, is that he goes, it's like Bags Bunny. It's like Fresh Space Alan, it's like Fresh Alan, it's like Fresh Alan, which <laughs> is just delivered in such a hilarious. It's brilliant. It's so, so funny. Um, now, Alan, to the to the eyes of a 2018 viewer um this sort of dream man <laughs> are you are you putting a lens on this oh are oh you looking at the lens friends through a lens <laughs> it's descended yeah 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 um i this this actually is is not my main friends through a lens where we would look back at things that jar a little bit yeah. now 20 years on uh this is maybe more of a um, uh, a, a top a warm-up of a, a friends yeah. lens is just I, I always am just struck when alan comes in and he's this great guy and he <laughs> looks i don't know he just looks like some kind of serial killer i think you know what? and, he, he? and he, 
think he looks like a 50 year old serial killer oh, he, i mean he looks a lot older than them yeah yeah he looks older and he just looks weird he's just not the kind of um i maybe you know it's a sort of very 90s kind of dream man that just wouldn't fit with today's dream man type thing i'm also thinking that often in these sorts of series the women the men that go out with the women who are stars always seem to be less good looking than them mm. but the women that go out with the men who are stars are actually often quite out of give me league. an example of that so i don't know loads of the guys that monica and rachel go out with that are not you know not i don't count russell or Chandler in that but no. you know paul the wine guy the, the alan that you're just talking about yeah there. yeah monica is way, way, out, of way out of their league yeah. and yet she thinks they're good looking and then you think like the girl who lives in poughkeepsie um oh. the girl with the dirty girl with the really that ross goes out with yeah. um the the iranian woman who's got like three other boyfriends that chandler goes out with janine who is a supermodel l mcpherson yeah they're like you know I, it, yeah. I, I, I don't know you always seem to have this like funny imbalance yeah, where i mean it, there are exceptions obviously. barry not there are exceptions. Sorry, Barry. But generally, I seem to think that the women tend to... It's like this fantasy world where men can get these women that are like supermodels mm. and women go for men who are not yeah, that good looking. Just, yeah. It seems to be sort of built for a male perspective. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, very, very strange. weird. Well, shall we friends through a lens? Well, that's... Yeah, that's a warm-up to the lens. What? I actually have to... I have a mini one. Okay. And a proper one. All right, go on then. What do you want first? Mm, I'll go mini first, please. Mini. Novelty phones. They are de- they are t- completely a- antiquated. It's not quite things that are weird, but it's just right. something that struck me twenty years on. It's totally irrelevant. Where's the novelty phone? The football phone. Oh, the fo- oh novelty phones. Got it. Yeah, right, okay. as in phones that are shaped like something I else. See, and like a landline. And a landline. <laughs> yeah. yeah, full stop. But I I cannot get across to you with enough passion mm. how much I was obsessed with novelty phones as a kid. Oh, right, okay. So I could never, really? could never have what one. What a strange thing. I used to love phones. Oh, I was mad about phones. That's so weird. And I really wanted a oh. cheeseburger phone. A <laughs> <laughs> And I could never... I used to look through the Argos catalogue and I'd be like, can we get this phone? Can we get this phone? It's getting sadder and sadder by the minute. Sadder. And the end is you did never get I a phone. I never got one. Oh, and gosh. now, what would be the point? Because yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah, even yeah. matter. Yeah. But yeah, the, the novelty phones were massive. They were such right. a big deal, weren't they? So the football phone is my I little... See. Oh, okay. Friends okay, friends with lens where that looks weird. Yeah. My non... Again, it's not a thing that I think is dodgy 20 years on, yeah. but I think is quite striking. Yeah. Is, that, is the anti-smoking vibe in this episode that is one is, of my friends oh, is it? Yeah. which is way ahead of its time i mean he's smoking mm. in central perk he's smoking at work yeah. which may or may not be against the rules we're not really clear yeah. about that but the way the other people react which is like it's disgusting is way ahead of yeah. um anything certainly we saw in this country with regards to smoking and probably the states i would think because it was i don't know la probably that got that first i love when rachel says um, the smoking thing is worse than the thumb. <laughs> you know, the, oh the yeah, thumb that she's found in the yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yes, this smoking thing does. I remember the nights out before smoking was banned in public places, and you'd go home and you know, not a smoker, but you'd stink of cigarettes. And to see him even smoking in these public places really was a bit of a time hop. Uh, I yeah. think. Um, yeah, and and so it's kind of it's it's through a lens that actually kind of fits with how people would think today. Yeah. Here's an interesting fact for you. Please. Ooh, maybe I'll turn the fact into a into a little trivia question for yes, you. Yes, please. Uh, of the six characters, yeah. uh, real life actors, yeah. they are they are real. Um, one of them wasn't a smoker. Five were smokers. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. All through those early oh. seasons. Can you tell me who was the one 
Who's not Who is that friend? The non-smoker in the group. I am going to... I mean, this is a... I, I'm pretty sure Matthew Perry was. I feel like Courtney Cox would have been. I feel like I know that Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer Aniston smoked, I think. So I'm down to Lisa Kudrow, David Swimmer. Schwimmer. Oh, I'm at the block. Who I've forgotten. Oh God, yes. I feel like Lisa Kudrow smoked. I'm going to say David Schwimmer. Bing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Am I right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's David Schwimmer. Entirely. And so deduction. They, they would all. I remember seeing this interview where they used to just piss out of his, <clears throat> like his throat clearing, and they said it got even worse because he was the only one that didn't. He uh, said, "Oh no, that's how he defended himself." He goes, "I'm the only non-smoker, and sometimes I'll smoke around." <clears throat> so I got into this thing of clearing my throat a lot. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I bet Chan- none of them do now. Matthew Perry, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but I think that's as well. Why China looks so good smoking? Oh yeah, like, I mean you can tell he's so a smoker. Well. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, but he then Matt LeBlanc well. is a smoker, but he can't do it. That's very good. Oh, what an actor. <laughs> Whoever would have thought. <laughs> give, it, give that man an Oscar. You know what I love, though? I always love it in this show when they have to pretend to act. I always yeah. think it's really funny. Like, there's the bit where Joey writes that ridiculous play to get Ross and Chandler to forgive each other. Yeah, yeah, And there's yeah. this bit here at the yeah. beginning where Chandler has to read the yeah. lines. I think they do that so well. And it's our first little sense of the bromance. That's the first time you see their apartment. Yes! It's the first time you see oh Joey, and, Joey and Chandler's me. apartment. There's our first, first, first little bromance as well. Um, was that was that your mini or was that your, no, your smoking was your big sm- one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have you got another one? Um, I had just a, a, a mini thing that's funny to me. Friends who lens not really it doesn't really count, but I just think it's funny when when Monica says things like, you know, don't worry, I'll meet someone else, and her future husband is sitting right there in the room with her. I just think that's funny. Not really the point of the segment. <laughs> someone else and Chandler's sitting there like it's gonna be you do you think I mean no I know the answer to this question they hadn't mapped any of that out at this I point I really don't because they so. wouldn't have even known no, they'd get a second there's series there's no sexual tension at all between them oh interestingly in this episode there is zero between Ross and Rachel they do not even reference there is no well this it, co- it, it comes and goes anyway like doesn't it that it's like because it it, but after quite a momentum in the first two, were very much like yeah. Those other two, they, they leave it for a bit. Just, yeah, probably because somebody else wrote this episode. That's true. Um, my bigger one was I just thought it was interesting how the approval of Alan for Monica is you know when you meet the friends that's quite a big deal. It's not mm. like a family thing that this was actually more innovative that it's the oh, approval yeah. of the partner amongst uh, friends. But then maybe the thing that jarred a little bit, I think, is maybe 2018, this modern age, it's that if you don't feel it, that's okay, that's valid. And here she's kind of battling, actually, um, I don't feel it, but my friends love him so much. Like She feels some kind of peer pressure to stay with him, I guess. And I think maybe now it's... That she wouldn't. That she wouldn't feel so much peer pressure. It wouldn't be such a thing to um, be bothered. She'd, She'd be like, I don't want to be with him. And everyone's like... Yeah, we'd support that rather than the peer pressure to stay with him. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. I, lo- I, I like that idea that her friends are the... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're the sort of guards at the gate, like... Yeah. Because they look out for her. Yeah, very protective. And very nice. Yeah, very I nice. think that's very, very good. Um, good. Right, should we... Who's your... What's your favourite joke? <laughs> I have two, by the way, which is against the rules, but I do. Um, my favourite joke is not so much a... 
audible joke as a visual joke in that it, they really um, set it up quite, you know, in a very fast-paced episode, a fast-paced thing. They set up this... Um, this visual very slowly of um, Rachel so pleased. She's like, here's your latte and your ice, oh, yeah. your iced tea and your <laughs> kind of, uh, your coffee or whatever. And yeah. they're like, thank you, thank you. And she's like, great, I gotta, you know, I'm gonna get in there as a waitress. And I just think it's nice how they all smile and nod. And then just the timing of them, they all just silently swap to yeah. actually what they ordered, which I great. think is a very funny moment. Which tells you that's not the first time that's happened. And also beautifully sets us up for Phoebe to say comes back around yeah someone might get what they actually ordered and of course sets us up for a a, a number of episodes away the flashback when she's in the bar and says how difficult is it to get a couple of drinks right you know and and i love that bit because it sets up what then becomes a kind of defining thing about her she's not a a good waitress she doesn't care sorry she doesn't care my i can i have two go on then one is and probably this is the real winner is when they're moaning at Chandler about smoking and Rachel says, but you've been so good for three years. And he goes, and this is my reward. I think that's really, really clever. That's great. And the other one that I just think is, I don't know why I think it's so funny, but when Phoebe says, "Um, if I kept it, it would be like stealing. And Rachel goes, but if you spent it, it would be like shopping. I just think it's It's a brilliant brilliant And again, it's just so so in line with the character, isn't it? Yeah. Who is your favourite friend? Chandler, yes, because all day long it is hard to do. Uh, he's got like one little two minute bit in the cube where he's by himself in yeah. the cubicle, yeah, and it and he's doom. so fun. Do 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 do. And it's like all this nineties vibe. It's crazy. The music is just hilariously nineties, but he he. There, he's got two minutes to do a little comedy yeah. skit by himself and he does it very well. And he does it amazingly well. Uh, I just love everything about him in this episode. Couldn't agree more. He's yeah. definitely my favourite friend. Uh, what is your score? So let me remind you, this sits in yeah. the middle of the table for yeah. the general public. Yeah, yeah. Mine's a 7.8. You are like the Simon Cowell of this <laughs> podcast. Not just because what? of your trousers. <laughs> just, they are high. Um, 7 point what? Seven point what now? I'm writing it down. <laughs> Seven point what? Seven point eight. Seven point Do you have to write it down right now? Faff around with a pen later. Um, what's yours? Eight point five. Oh bloody hell! Same as the pilot. You're too easy. Well, <laughs> and also what about my score? score too, <laughs> your score too freely. Uh, if for me in my ranking, it's it's. I mean, it's not that. It's seventeenth of. 24 so it's just you know in the bo- bottom turtle okay. for me okay okay so same some... score as pilot did i say that already maybe yeah. i did i want to do say just say one final thing mm-hmm. chandler's outfit right that bloody white shirt he's got tucked into those jeans oh come on it's what is that cute. no it's like two-dimensional and it's so wide it's very, very baggy on the armpits, isn't it? I guess baggy trousers. Were... I mean, we've got worse to come. Yeah. Some of those frigging knitted waistcoats. <laughs> we... <laughs> he loves a knitted waistcoat. He's gone baggy on the armpits and then just to cinch it in. He's put a, he's put a knitted, knitted waistcoat on the top. Good Lord. Oh. Well, we've got that to look forward to. Right, so that was episode three, the one with the thumb. And coming up, we have the one with uh, Snuffleupagus from Sesame Street. 
Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah. Also, aka George Stephanopoulos. Oh, okay. Very good. So please don't forget to subscribe wherever it is that you're listening. Tweet us if you like at friends from A to Z. We'd love to hear from you, and we really hope you can join us next time. Until then. That's our podcast. Thanks for listening to the end. Friends from A to Z, we hope that you come back again. You've got a confession, and you share our obsession too.